There's a cup of. A Kohen is allowed to duchan after he's completed Shiva. But during Shiva, he should leave the shul when they call out the Kohen. Some say during the entire period of mourning. Even through 12 months for his father and mother, he doesn't duchan. And this is our custom in these countries. A Kohen, even though he is single, may duchen. Says Ramav Yesherim, some say, Da'ina nesa kapov, he doesn't duchen. Da shar b'lo isha, shar b'lo simcha, the one who remains without a wife, lives without simcha. And some who, who is giving a bracha needs to have simcha. Nevertheless, we are accustomed that he does do even though he's not married. One who prefers not to do we don't protest. Just he shouldn't be in shul at the time when we call out to the kohenim, or we tell them to wash their hands. The custom in Ashkenazi countries is only to do on yamtiv, because then we find ourselves in the simcha of and someone who is gladdened of heart can bless. Which is not the case on any other day. Even on a regular Shabbos, when we are bothered by thoughts about our sustenance and inability to work, we only do it during Musav, which is just before we are going to leave Shul and enjoy the joy of Yamtiv. The Chazan says the miniature priestly blessing. In some places they do during the in some places even during Shachris of Yom Kippur. During the following words, the Koranim turn their faces southward and northward. Says the Ramah, and we're accustomed that we lengthen the nigun, the singing during these words. Because each of these is the conclusion of a bracha for itself. And we say, the Master of the Universe paragraph, as explained. And during the time that the Koranim are lengthening their singing at the end of the verses, but the one who's announcing to them, the chazan, he shouldn't say the ribbon. It is forbidden to use a Kohen's mundane services, even nowadays, because that would be denigrating sanctity uh, unless he forgave uh, and allowed it. Simon Kufchov test based on Tzitzit and During which Tfilos do we do in basis if him? And this is going to be Shachus Musaf Vanilla. We only do it during Shachus Musaf Vanilla. Yom Shesh by Vanilla, Kamoi Yom Kippur. On a day that there is Nilla like Yom Kippur, Avalu Mincha, but not during Mincha. We should be Shchichas Shikros by Esh Shah because the Kohen Kohanim may be drunk at that time because it's after lunch. Shemo Yehayah Kohen Shikar, maybe he will be drunk because of Mincha Shaltainus, Ata Mincha Shariam. And our sages instituted that they also should do it during Mincha of a fast day on account of. Mincha every other day. But on a fast day that doesn't have since Mincha we daven close to sunset, he generally feels Ne'ilah. It is likened to Ne'ilah. And it wouldn't be confused with the Mincha of all other days. Therefore, we do do it. Based. A Kohen who 
Ur, who transgressed and went up to Duchan on Yom Kippur Min, since everyone knows that he's not drunk, then we lamp to Duchan and we don't take him down with Nechashad because we don't want uh, any suspicion. Shalayim, the people won't say, He was invalid as a Kohen and therefore they made him descend. Therefore we say during Mincha on Yom Kippur, the abbreviated Chazan's version, even though, strictly speaking, it wouldn't otherwise be fitting for since if he did go up, he wouldn't go down. It turns out that we call it a little fitting. And that's our minig in these countries, even though there are those who disagree. The Rebbe Shleilam that we recite during Duchanim Voi Sif Echad. Aleph. Man de Chazachama, one who saw a dream lo yada mai chaza and doesn't know what he saw. Nekam kamekoyanim b'shasha oylem leduchan. He should rise before the koyanim at the time that they are duchaning. V'nei ma'achin should say as follows. Rebbe Oyna Shleilam. Ma'azot the unit verse. Ani shalach v'chol moisai shalach v'chol. I am yours and my dreams are yours, etc. V'cham to the same gamba hadei koyani. And he should have in mind to conclude alongside the Kohenim so that he can uh, have the response of Amen from the congregation. And if not, he should say, The paragraph that appears at the end of the Duchening for the congregation to recite. In a place where they don't go up to Duchening, so we say all this while the Chazan is talking to Shalom, we say about the Shliach Tzibur, and you conclude as the Shliach Tzibur is concluding, Shiana Kol Amen, so that the congregation will answer Amen to your silent prayer. Hilchus and Filsapayim, the laws of Tachman, Simon Kuflamad Alevdin and Filsapayim, Vayches Ifim. Aleph, En Ladaver Ben Tfilon and Filsapayim, one may not speak between Shemana Esra and Tachman, Kishnev Alaponov, when you will fall on your face. Nogalatis Alsat Small, so the custom is that we lean on the left side. Says Ramav Yesherim, some say Dish Lahatis Alsat Yimin, that we should lean on the right side by Ikar Lahatis. And the right thing to do is during Shachris, when you have your tefillin on your left arm, so then lean on your right arm out of respect for the tefillin. And in the evening, means late afternoon, or for whatever reason he doesn't have tefillin on his left, so he should lean on his left. After he's fallen on his says, he should raise his head, and he should still offer some supplications while he is sitting. In every place according to its minag, and the simple minag is to say, we don't know, even on days that we do not recite Tachna, we still say Lam Nasech Milvad, except for Barash Chodesh, Vachanukah, Purim, Vare Pesach, Vare Yom Kippur, Vatubav, and he adds Vatishabav. Bez, Nefilas Apaim Miyoshev. When you recite Tachnun, you should do it sitting down. Below, not standing up. Says the Ramag Yeshem. Some say in Nefilas Apaim Bemakim Shish Aron Vesevetor Besochay. Some say that there's only Tachnun in a place. The only fall on your face in a place where there is an ark with a Sefer in it. Ava Bloyzer, but without it, we recite the prayer without covering our face. That's the minig. If you're in the courtyard of the shul that's open to the shul, us. Or it's during the time that the congregation is davening. I feel like even if you're davening alone at home, then you recite Tachnun while falling on your face. Gimel. We don't do Tachnun at night. And in the nighttime, that's in the early morning, we can fall on our face. Because it's close to the day. 
The custom is that we do not do say Tachnun in a Shiva house and not in a Chassan's house and not in a Shul on a day of a Bris and not when there is a Chassan present in Shul. Says Ramah. And that's only true if the groom or the or the Bris is in that Shul. If the Bris is not in that Shul, even though maybe in another Shul nearby, we do say Tachnun. And on the day of the bris, we do not say tachnun. That's only during shachris when we're going to give the bris to the baby. But later on, even though we're davening near the newly brist baby, we still do tachnun. Which is not the case for chassan. The entire day we do not recite tachnun. When we are davening with a chassan. And when we talk about a groom, we're talking about the day that he enters to the get married. Hey, if a bris fell on a fasting, we still recite slichas and we recite vidui, but we don't do the tachnum where we fall on our faces and we don't say the vuhurachum if it's on a Monday or Thursday. Even in a place where they would ordinarily recite it. Vav. We're accustomed not to say Tachnon on Tuvav, but Tuvi Shvat, and not Tuvi Shvat, but Rish Chodesh, not Rish Chodesh and the Mincha before, but Chanukah, not in Chanukah, and some say also on at Mincha, on Erev Chanukah, and that's our custom. But Purim, we don't uh, recite Tachnon on Purim, and the Ramah says also not unlike Boimah, but every Yom Kippur and Neflim. And the Ramah continues that also Erev Yom Kippur and Erev Rosh Hashanah, even during Shachris, we do not recite Tachnon. Zayin. It's a simple, widespread minute that we do not recite Tachnon the entire month of Nisan, and not in Tishabav, and not between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, and not from the beginning of the month of Sivan until after Shavuos. If you have a very important person who is davening with the congregation, he shouldn't fall on his face unless he is certain that he will be answered like Yeshua bin Nun. Says the Ramah, It's also forbidden for anybody to fall on their face with a complete bowing as they stretch out their arms and legs. I feel ancient ever maskis, even if there isn't, it's not a stone floor. If he turns a little on his side, it's permissible if it's not a stone floor. That's what we do on Yom Kippur, when we fall on our faces. So, or, he says, you should put some grass out in order to make a separation from the ground, and that's the minute. The laws of Volatian, we translate the order of the Volatian Kedusha. And you have to be very careful to recite it with Kavana. And concerning whether an individual recites it, the same law applies as we said above for the Kedusha during the Brachas over the Shema. And in the translated Kedusha, one person may recite it, but not two people together, and we don't recite it out loud. It's forbidden to leave Shul until we have recited this Kedusha de Sidra, this Kedusha during Voltsian. And after the conclusion of the prayers, we recite we do it standing. And one should take care to recite it with Kavano. And when we reach 
that the other nations have gods that don't help. One should pause a little before he says, but we, in contrast, bow down to Hashem. And we recite mourners Kaddish after Elena. Even if there is no mourner in Shul, so in that case, someone who doesn't have a father and mother should recite the Kaddish. And even one who does have parents may say it, if his parents uh, are not concerned. And some say, the order of the incense um, in the evening or afternoon and morning after davening. And they say first, and then they say, only in the morning. Some write that one should be careful to recite the Pitamakteris from the Siddur, not by heart. Because the recitation takes the place of the offering of those of that incense for Chayshin and and we're concerned that he might skip over uh, some of the words. You might skip some of those spices. And we say in that paragraph that if any of those spices were missing, one is liable for the death penalty. So we don't want to miss out anything. Therefore, our minig Ashkenaz is not to recite it during the week. Because we rush off to work and we're concerned that you might skip. And when one leaves, you say the line that God guide me. And you bow down, for say, and you leave. Simon Kuflam Gimel did Borcho Bishabas voice of Echad the law of Borcho on Shabbos. Al Bishabas Yamtav ain Omri Borcho Achar Kaddish Basra. On Shabbos and Yamtav, we do not recite Borcho after the final Kaddish. Says Ramah, Philip Magnusinog, Lomri bin Mosachol, even in places where the custom is recited during the week. Maybe there were individuals who came late and didn't hear Baruchu in the beginning. We shouldn't say it. Because everybody comes to Shul before Baruchu. Simon Kuf Lamadal Seder Vahurachum Vahagbas Hatara Vobes Ifim. The order of Vahurachum and lifting of the Torah. Aleph. We are accustomed to add in the supplicative prayers on Monday and Thursday. It's long tachnun. And we say, continues And we say it out loud. And if you didn't recite it standing over you have transgressed the institution of the sages. And you're called one who uh, breaches the fence. And that's our custom to recite it standing. But we say it quietly. And that which we're accustomed to increase on Monday and because they, those are days of goodwill. And therefore, we're also accustomed to fast on those days. We show the writing inside the Torah to those who are standing to his right and his left. And you turn it to before him and after him. Because it's a mitzvah upon all men and women to see the Sefer Torah's writing and to bow. And our custom is to do so after the Torah reading. But when we take it out, the chazan says, and the congregation responds, some say that you should say that whole paragraph, and that is Aminig on Shabbos and Yamtev. And what should hold the Torah on the right side. And when the first person goes up to read, the congregation recites Baruch Shinas and Torah. The laws of reading from the Torah. The order of Torah reading on Monday and Thursday. 
Monday, Thursday, and Shabbos Mincha, we call up three people. We do not have any less or more than that number. If there were two grooms in Shul and they were both Israel, then we can add an additional a fourth. Because as far as they're concerned, it's like a yomtev, when we are allowed to add. And it would seem the same thing would apply to two fathers of newborn babies for the bris. For them, it's a yomtev. And for the laws about adding, see further. The place that we stop uh, the, the end of the parsha. Uh, Shabbos morning, that's where we begin at Mincha, over Sheni, over Hamishi, over Shabbos Abar, and it's the same place that we read on Monday, Thursday, and on the following Shabbos. Says Ramah, in Bidl Shabbos Achaz, Kriyas Parashat Zibur, if they negated one Shabbos reading the parasha as a congregation, the Shabbos Abar, Karen Nosa, Parasha, and Parasha Shayachalois, Shabbos, then the following Shabbos they need to read that Miss Shabbos along with the, Shab- the parasha that is for the next Shabbos. Vine comes from Rish Tadi Beis. Gimel. Kain Karabatar Rishain, the Kain is called out first to the Tarab. Akhrav Levi, after him a Levi, Akhrav Yisrael, and after him a Yisrael. Dalit, having a Kabashi, the simple Minigas Shafil, Kain Amarat, Kain Likrist, and Techachim called Yisrael. That we even call up a, an ignorant Kain prior to calling up a great wise sage. Vuhusha Kain Yodea Likros, as long as the Kain knows how to read. However, even if he can just read word by word with the Balkara, that's sufficient. Continues If he doesn't know how to read, how can he make a bracha over the Torah? Hey, if the Torah is open and the Quran is in the middle of reciting the Shema, in a rational havesik, he cannot make an interruption. And we call up Yisrael in his place. And also, on the fast, uh, after Pesach and Sukkot, when we read Vayichal, Im Ein Hakohen Mitzhana, if the Kohen is not fasting, Bahab, Kohen Yisrael, we call a Yisrael who is fasting. The Torah she yelled a Kohen Mitzhana, and it's better that the Kohen should leave the Shul. Vav, Im Nifnas Hakohen Mitzhana, after she hiskal Yisrael, Varach Berachas Torah. If a Kohen entered Shul after the Yisrael began to make the brachas over the Torah, in a Pesach, the fellow does not stop his bracha, Aval Baruchu, Lahebe Haschala. Nevertheless, just having recited Baruchu, that's not considered beginning the bracha. And so, if at that point the Kohen arrives, so he should take over, but the Yisrael should stay there by the Bima until the Kohen and Levi have had their alias, and then he should have the third alias. In main Kohen, basic Nessus, if there's no Kohen in Shul, Kohen, Shul, Kohen, they call up Yisrael in the place of Kohen. But Levi should not come after him. But he could be first in place of the Kohen. When we call him up, we say in place of the Kohen, that nobody should mistakenly believe that this person is actually a Kohen. Zayn. If there was a Kohen and a Levi in Shul, and they call out the Kohen, thinking that there's no Levi, and so they call him up an additional time, and he began to recite the brachas an additional time, in that case, we do not stop him. If there's no Levi in Shul, the Kohen who was called first makes the bracha gets a second aliyah in place of Levi, but not another Kohen, in order that nobody should mistakenly say that the first Kohen was blemished. Similarly, two Levim should not ascend one after another. In order that nobody should say that one of them was blemished. 
they have six job in them. We are accustomed to call one Kohen after another Kohen as long as we have a Yisrael between them. And the Chazan announces as he's calling up the second Kohen, that we're calling him up third even though he's a Kohen. Similarly, we are accustomed with a Levi after a Levi. Therefore, it's permissible to, for a Kohen or a Levi to ascend for Maftir in, in, in such a fashion. If they call him up as Maftir without his title, one needn't be concerned for his... Uh, that people might think he's blemish. Because they didn't mention, mention his name or his title. And some say that we shouldn't call up a Kohen or a Levi uh, for the remaining alias of the regular seven. But after one has completed all seven, then you could call up a Kohen or a Levi for Akron. That's the minig in Ashkenaz. However, in a situation of great need and urgency, we can rely on the first opinion. Some say if the chazan called up the Kohen or Levi and he's not there, you shouldn't call up someone else by name, because that would reflect poorly on the first fellow who's called up. Rather, someone else should come up on of his own accord. That's the minute, says the A probably a Gabai, who happens to be a Kohen, is allowed to call up another Kohen to the Torah. Yud Beis, a city that's full of Kohenim, if there is a regular Yisrael amongst them, that Yisrael gets the first Aliyah, because of promoting peace. And any place that doesn't have sufficient Yisraelim to fill the quota of all the Aliyahs, or there's no Yisrael at all, then you can call one Kohen after another Kohen, because there's no concern that people will say he's blemished. Because everybody knows that there are only Kohenim. But what is called Levi, and the same thing would apply to a city that is full of Levium. Yud Gimel. Whether a Kohen, whether a child can read from the Torah in the congregation is found in chapter Rish Base. If there is, if the only Kohen is blind or doesn't know how to read, is found in chapter Kuflamites. People who are in jail. We don't take a Sefer Torah to them to read from, even on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. That's only during the time of the reading. But if we prepare a Sefer Torah for them a day or two earlier, it's permissible. And if it's an important person, in any case, it is permissible. Who was called up to the Torah on Shabbos voice of Echad? After the Levi, we call up Torah scholars who are appointed uh, to lead the congregation. And afterwards, Torah scholars who are fitting to be appointed as managers of the congregation. Afterwards, children of Torah scholars whose fathers are appointed of the congregation. And afterwards, the lay leaders of the congregation and all the people. How many psukim do we need to read for each aliyah? On a day when we have three aliyahs in current parts of Yudpsukim, we do not read less than ten Psukim. Vayidaber Earl in a minion and Vayidaber counts. If the topic changes in less than ten Psukim, Kugan Parshas Amalek, for example, the Parsha of Amalek, Shemba El Test Psukim that only contains nine Psukim, Shapir Dami, that's fine. Bays. In current Imkol Echad Pachas Migimu Psukim. For each aliyah, we do not read less than three Psukim. Shnaim Karin Gimel Gimel. 
two, the first two read three and three, and one of them reads four verses. And whichever one gets the four verses, that's praiseworthy. Gimel. If he skipped one pasuk and didn't read it, if it was on Mincha and Shabbos, or it was Monday or Thursday, and they nonetheless read ten verses, excluding the skipped verse, they don't have to repeat it. But if there were not, they do need to repeat it. Even if they skip one pasuk, they need to go back and read it. Even after they've put the Torah back and recited Kaddish, at least they need to read that verse and another two verses. Even if they recite the Haftar and the they need to go back and read. The extra maftir of the second Torah that we read from on a Yom Tov. So it has the same law as Mincha on Shabbos and Monday and Thursday. Because we didn't ultimately skip it. We read those verses on the parashas of that belong to the original Shabbos for those readings of Pinchas. If someone read two verses, he needs to be called again to read because he didn't read sufficient. If they only read a total of nine verses between the three of them, three each, they don't have to go back and reread. And the proof is, if they read less than nine, they need to go back and reread. Hey, if they were reading the mafti of parashas para pasuk bahager hagar b'secham v'gal sevatara and they stopped at hager hagar b'secham and then they rolled up sevatara chesav b'seach they need to go back and reopen up maskal merisha parasha ad titma ad erev varchal fanel acharan they need to begin at the beginning of the parasha and go all the way to the end of the section and then make the brachas before and after. Vav, Hakara Batara Rishon, the one who's called up first, Vakara Sheni Mashikara Rishon, but then the second one read what the first one had already read, if he added over and above what the previous fella had read, if he added another three psukim, or even two in a place where you couldn't do three, then the second guy counts. If not in Oilamin, he doesn't count as one of the call-ups. Except for the sacrifices of the festival we read during Sukkot, when we read for the fourth Aliyah and repeat what we already read for the first and second Aliyahs, because it's impossible, there's no extra Psukim that we could add.